There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Sherman and Tingle in the morning. What, what a, a great, great party day. we're having in the studio yeah. right now. This is fun. What a great day. I hear Lou Canellis from Fox 32. He, uh, he came in a little bit ago, and uh, we thought it was just for us. It wasn't for us at all. It was actually because of uh, the guy that we also have in the studio here. <laughs> John Vincent. John Vincent. Man, hey, you, Johnny! John, he's been on uh, NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS, WGN. Uh, he's the resident national anthem singer for the Chicago Cubs, but he, he does so much more than that. And uh, he's joined us today in the studio. Hey, it, great to finally meet you in person, John. Same here. Thank you so much. Talk about your passion for the vets, man. We yeah. love it. Yeah, for Veterans Day, it's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, my uncle was a Vietnam vet in, uh, uh, obviously, in the Vietnam War. Um, he passed away about 10 years ago. But then I, I came very good friends with two gentlemen. Uh, one is uh, the secretary, a former secretary of the Army, Mr. Ryan McCarthy, who is a Chicagoan. And... Um, Ryan, I met on the field when he was undersecretary at uh, Wrigley doing an anthem. And he was with a, a bunch of soldiers. And I went to say, you know, thank you for what you do and told him I was a co- uh, worked for coach. And because he was a big Bears Dicka. fan. Yeah, Coach Dicka. Dicka. And he was a big Bears fan. So I met this other gentleman there. They invite me to the Pentagon. And um, I meet my, who becomes my brother, Jason Esom. He's in charge of the office of the Pentagon. And I saw some things from those gentlemen and some stories that they told me that changed. And the stories I was telling you about my dad when he was younger, you know, uh, you just don't realize what some people go through. And for the longest time, you know, I always, because of me being bullied, I always wanted to, I didn't want to play the victim, but I was the victim. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, you're like, you can't do that, man, because everybody's suffering. Until you find yourself in another person, you're never going to see You'll make everybody your brother and sister. It sounds crazy, but if you understand that everybody's suffering, everybody's hurting, there's something there, you don't want to, you don't want to attack. You don't want to fight. You don't want to, you want to come together. And those guys taught me a lot of that. They told me a few things. One was crawl, walk, run. And I'm like, okay. And the other one was Jason's like, big John. Just move that ball a couple inches. Move that football a yard because he knew I played ball. And it's just, he goes, Big John, I don't look in that rear view mirror. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm talking about in life. I only look forward. And you hear what they do. You hear what they sacrifice. And now I've been to the Pentagon three times saying there, I got became friends with Robert Irvine. He's got a great restaurant in there. And, uh, you know, that's an unbelievable sacrifice, the stories I heard and the things that they went through that I know I couldn't go through. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I'd be crying like a baby. Well, it, it's it's awesome that you share that. You know, I think a lot of people need to hear that. And I know that you're performing uh, tonight. You're going to be at the Wintrust Grand Banking Hall. That's right on LaSalle tonight. But you, you mentioned a second ago, and, and it doesn't it doesn't do any justice on the air because it's radio and they can't see you. You are not a small guy. How how what how 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 tall are Six, you? Six five. I was at Dicka's one night, and a guy walks up to me. He goes, man, you sound just like Sinatra, but you look just like John Candy. <laughs> I said, could you have stopped okay. on that first one? I said, could you just stop? But I love John Candy, so it's great. I actually was able to just change stories real quick. Wear John Candy's Cubs jersey yeah. at oh, Wrigley, no but the one he wore in Uncle Buck. 
No wow. kidding. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Some guy, he's like, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. But um, I don't see six, you being, five, three, sixty. I don't see you being bullied. See, that's, that's I was smaller. I had this big old head, and I had this small. I was the first guy cut my freshman year in, in high school out of one hundred and ten guys. Now, where were you going to high school back then? St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence. And then, and then when I my senior year, I grew eight inches, and they're like. Uh, Jeez, made sure he goes. Make sure you don't swear, Johnny, because you know I've been on the. You've been on a million times more than me, Lou, and you said you were this close. I've been on a fraction, and I've went over that line. Well, that's times. what happens when you get when you're passionate about something. You know, you feel like you're talking with the guy. boys yeah, on the south out. side. Let's let's be yeah. passionate about, about Lou's pubs over there on 96th and yeah, Central. Oh heck that's, yeah! That's our goal is to get Lou Canellis to say the f word. You know, that's, <laughs> that'd be great. You'll be having me on every day. Everybody in the other room is looking like, for a job. <laughs> you, you mentioned that you, you have the voice of Sinatra, which is I don't have the voice of Sinatra. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I don't listen to my voice because I swear to God, when I listen to my voice, I hate it. Oh, you if I want to hear the two best national anthems i ever heard in my life is whitney houston and marvin gay um the one in the city i love the best uh mr uh jim uh, cornelius yeah, yeah mr words awesome. got me tickets to uh um the, the 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 bruins game and i got to see connor my god unbelievable they called the goal off but he is so unbelievable and then jimmy singing just oh my god i'm like dude you fired me up, and that's how I got this tonight. They asked Jimmy to sing this, and he's like, you know, I'm busy. Get, can you get Johnny? Oh. I I didn't realize that that was the first time you two had met because he posted a picture. Oh, no, of I met him a while ago. You had ago. met him before, oh, but he, yeah. he had posted something about just how appreciative he was that he was able to meet you and the two of you had gotten together because you guys, you know, when it comes to singing the national anthem, and frankly, let's not forget about Wayne Mesmer as well. I always wanted to I do love a, Wayne. A, I always wanted to do a three-man um like almost like a three tenor. I always wanted to do a me, Jim, and Wayne. Uh, I would why can't love you make to that do happen? That. Let's make that happen. I'm in. You're a big I'll guy. Make I'm them in. do it. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I just say it right now. I'm in because I would love to sing with those guys. And and those. I mean, I grew up hearing Wayne. You know, in, in the old uh, the old Chicago Stadium. Yeah, you know the old barn, right? Yeah, what they called it. Uh, and, and then Jimmy comes along and. He just gets them fired up. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm there with my buddy, and I'm having chills. And like I said, I've been going through some stuff with my mom and dad being sick and all that. And that was like, you guys telling me, thank you for coming down here. No, thank you for having me, because you don't understand. It's taking my mind off of some stuff. Okay, good. And that, like that night, that's what I told Mr. Wirtz. I said, thank you for having me, because, you know, this is just a break. You, you don't realize how things affect you in life. And, and, and I'm tired of, uh, I was always afraid to be vulnerable, because men picked on me when I was a kid and I didn't fight back. And my dad now, who is going through Louis body, Parkinson's dementia, and see him getting weaker, he's 88 years old, he was such a tough son of a gun. He'd be like, you gotta fight a back, you gotta, and I'm like, dad, I don't, I'm too afraid to fight back. And then uh, junior year, that's when I grow the eight inches, and then I play football, and I play four years of college, and I went to go play pro in Germany, and that was fun, and I made a I met a guy there that they call the LeBron James of Germany. His name is Estrus Creighton, if you look him up, he went to USC from Compton, and me and Estrus were roommates. And I got my ass knocked out in practice <laughs> going up to get the linebacker, John Hartlieb from Iowa. Chuck Hartlieb was his brother. Yeah. So John just elbows me. I'm the only guy from Division Three, and John elbows me, and I get knocked on my ass, and Estrus grabs me. He's like, what the? And I'm not swearing. Yeah. What the? You know, that's <laughs> big John. And he's like, that's it. You're working out. Well, Estrus, we get home. He takes his shirt off. I'm like... Jesus, it's like, you're like muscle, and somebody just stretched like skin around you. <laughs> so he played with Rob Johnson and uh, Curtis Conway and all them. Uh, was with the Giants for a little bit. He taught me so much about the game that I didn't know. Just from you're talking about Bajan, Division Two, 
to division, you know, to, 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 plans, to the NFL plans tonight. To, from me to going, Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah, from exactly. me and, and and German football was not anything near anything near. I made three hundred bucks a week. Nothing near what the NFL produces. And I got lucky enough to be around Coach Ditka to become friends with a lot of these guys in there. Well, but, I was going to bring that up, John Vincent. Like before, you were with the Cubs as you know the resident national anthem singer. That is he. Dicka, Mr. Dicka, he yes. he gave you your shot. Co- yeah, coach is like a second dad. He gave me my shot. It was actually Mrs. Ditka, uh, a guy that I was working as a recruiter in accounting and finance. A guy went to Ditka's. I never went in there. A guy went to Ditka's, heard somebody singing, and he goes, my buddy's trying to do Sinatra. The manager overheard it, gives him uh, his his card. He gives it to me. I walk in, and who's there? Mrs. Ditka. Mm. How'd that She's, interview go? She just says, uh, he goes, we're, we're going to have John sing here for a week or so because they would rotate a couple different singers. Yeah. She goes, give me New York, New York. And I'm like, shit. Oh, see, I'm I got, like, uh, nah, I, got, I got it. Wait, um, hold on. I had to dump you on that one. <laughs> we got, let's rewind back eight seconds. John accidentally <laughs> said, John beat you at swearing, Luke Canellis. Hey, he beat you. Johnny. You're fine. I thought You're fine. for sure I would have got through this one without it. That's all right. All right. You, uh, so you she, ran into Mrs. Dick. She goes, sing New York, New York. And I do it a cappella. She goes, he's hired. Um, I talk to Mrs. Ditka every day now. Our relationship was because I wasn't the, the the greatest person starting Ditka's and not being as focused as I could be. And she and Coach laid down the law a few times. And when Coach and Mrs. D do that, you get as scared as when my parents would do that. So what did they lay into you about? What were you doing? Oh, I'd be sitting down and having a drink instead of singing. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd hey, be like, we're paying yeah, you for this. Yeah. Well, no, they weren't mad at that because uh-huh. Coach would be like, "Ah, you're fine." But then everybody else was complaining, and they're like, "Johnny, you got to do this." And then yeah. They were the best bosses I've ever had in my life. Andrew and Michael being the second best, just the same. Would way. you consider them like uh, second parents to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they've been unbelievable. A uh, coach uh, started a. Uh, we did a CD together, you know, um, Ditka Vincent Records. He just, I mean, I traveled so much with that man. The people people don't know how generous he is, how much he's given to people. I've seen him give people on the street, 10 people, $100 bills each. I've seen him go and go to tables at restaurants and don't tell them, I want to pick that check up, that check up, that check up. Just randoms. Randoms. Um, he, uh, he really hurt when Dick Buckus passed away. Yes, just yes. Yes, what, sir. six weeks ago tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. That news broke. I know because I reached out to Diana to she talk. Told me, she told me yes to she talk to Coach yep. on Fox, and uh, he had a tough time with it because that was one of his guys. And Coach and, and coaches, you know, I never knew as a kid. Now this is kind of funny. I grew up being a Packer fan, right? And I get to meet all these Packer guys now. Now I'm rooting for the Bears and the Cowboys because it's hard when you start meeting people. How did you? Be, how were you a Packer fan? Were you well, in Wisconsin? Yeah, we have a tra- trailer home in Wisconsin, out in a town of like four hundred people, okay. and we'd get the Packers on the weekends. All My right. favorite team of all times, the '85 Bears. But like after Coach got gone, I just started watching it up there, watching on Sundays. Right? What did Coach Dickov think about that? Well, he, he loved. You he, never he told loved him. it. He, no, he knew it. He, when he sent, I knew he was doing that commercial when he had the green badger uh, uh, vest on. Yeah. Before it wake him out, he sent it to me. He goes, uh, "Don't you show anybody." He goes, "But this is coming out with McDonald's," and I was uh, like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." Well, I've then become friends with Coach McCarthy, very good friends with Coach McCarthy, and I just went down to Dallas. I sang for Jerry Jones's 80th uh, last year, and I sang for the coach, or was it earlier this year? I forget. Um, great, you know, atmosphere. And Jerry Seinfeld says, he goes, you're, you're rooting for, uh, what is it, a jersey? Yeah. Right? But Luke Getze, I know Luke really well from Green Bay, so I want Luke to do really well here in Chicago. And so you're a fan the- of the person. 
It, it, that's what it turns out to be. Yeah. Because then you're like, you know, Coach McCarthy's a very good friend. I want to see him win. I want to see Luke win, right? right. And it, and it's it's kind of hard when you do that. You're, I get you know, it. I did it when Brett went to the Vikings, right? It's like you want to see because I'm you know, friends with Brett, so you, you you get to know people, and that's what Coach Ditka did. And I want to bring this up if that if we got a second. Um, we were sitting around a table my first year at Ditka's, and the first guy that brought me into the quote unquote '85 group was somebody who's struggling really bad right now and lives right by my mom and dad's house. Steve McMichael. Steve McMichael. Yeah. So Steve goes, he'd call me faux Frank, fake Frank Sinatra. <laughs> he goes, faux, sit down right next to me over here. So I'm sitting right next to him, and I'm like really nervous and just like, oh, my God, McMichael, um, Hampton. But Hampton was married to my co- is married to my cousin Gina, so I kind of knew Dan, but I was still nervous. Uh, uh, McMahon, uh you had all these guys in the everyone, room. Everyone. Everyone. Dan, everybody. We're yeah. all sitting at that big table in the back room. And McMichael just goes, Foe, let me tell you the best story. He goes, it's Super Bowl 20 and a half, Monday Night Football, Giants, uh, Bears. Um, he goes, Coach Ditka tells so-and-so to go down there and knock the crap out of end linebacker. And, uh, and he goes, huh? He goes, yeah, just go do that. And he's like, okay, you got it. And everybody's thinking, like, why would Coach do that? Like, this is insane. The play gets called. Gentry was the, was the receiver. Runs down there and knocks out, like knocks him to the ground. And the guy jumps up and he just starts swearing and screaming at coach, screaming mm-hmm. at coach because he knew coach called that play. Sure, it was Lawrence Taylor. No, oh, okay. so here I am listening to the story. The great Lawrence Taylor is yelling <laughs> at Coach Dicka, and and Gentry got him from there. And 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 the whole story is being told to me by McMichael, who's one of the smartest, funniest people you'll meet. I mean, Steve will still smile now. It's absolutely insane how unbelievable he is. And I have this jersey. I was at this game in 1994. It was called the Monsoon Bowl. With uh, Gail Sears and Butkus get their jersey retired. Yeah. My buddy's a Bears fan. I'm a Packer fan. We bring our girlfriends to the game. We're sitting out there. It's raining. We go to the car. Forget it. This and that. You know, Favre was playing. The Packers win. Yeah. I get to Ditka. Fast forward how many years later. And McMichael gives me that jersey. The 75th anniversary jersey. Wow. And I have it. It says, to John, thank you, I love you, Steve McMichael. What an amazing story. And I just called Misty up a couple weeks ago to tell her because it was in the back of my closet. And I I just, like, started crying. You know, you just, because Steve don't stop. I I, I don't know. I talk about my dad being tough, but Steve's tough. Steve's tough. You're such a real guy. It's, yeah, it's, I love it's, it, man. It, this is great. It's it's great to hear your stories. Uh, it, it, John Vincent, that that's the guy's voice that you're hearing right now. Very deep, but he uh, the way that you sing is amazing. And, and you're going to be singing tonight for the 8th Annual Veterans Day Fundraiser at Wintrust Grand Banking Hall at 231 South LaSalle. I know that you're also going to be singing for the Marine Corps birthday. That's that's tomorrow. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. Yes. That's... Can we warm up those pipes here in studio? Sure. Yeah. Can, can you give us a taste of what you'll do tonight for them and also the Marines tomorrow? This is uh, John Vincent. What do you want? You want the, uh, well, the tonight na- I'm doing the anthem. Yeah, do the anthem. Do can, you do, can you do the anthem? Sure, uh, here, of course. Let, let me Absolutely. Hit, because may, I'm sure, I know that we, we play the national anthem every day oh, okay. uh, at noon on the drive. So let me, let me record it and we'll do it again later on too. All right. All right. All right. Here's John Vincent. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars 
through the perilous fight. Or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in it gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free? And the home of the brave. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. You close your eyes I, and you go, what? I couldn't look at him when he did it. I just wanted to hear it. I, I, don't, you want, I don't want you to take offense to that. I, I couldn't watch you do it because I'm like, it's so great to just to hear it. Yes. Yeah. You guys are way too kind That's and good. I'd like to have some of what you're drinking. <laughs> Go Bears! Go Bears! That's right. That's coached right there. The voice of a god. You know, since uh, since the Bears are playing in Chicago tonight, is there any chance you could humor us and do my kind of town? Now I- this could only happen to a guy like me and only happen in a town like this. So may I say to each of you most gratefully as I throw each one of you a kiss this is my kind of town chicago is and if you have louis armstrong jump in he would do my kind of town (laughs) chicago is my kind of people too people who smile at you and each time i roam chicago is that's a guy that's That's fantastic what a morning uh, you can find them. You can find them online, obviously. John Vincent, what what a, what a pleasure to have you in here. And thank you for what you do, especially with Veterans for Veterans Day and all that you do with uh, everybody. Quality I mean, American, baby. Yeah. Oh, Pat Tomasulo said to say hello to you guys. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, yeah. He just texted me this morning. Okay, said, fantastic. Say hi to them. Lou Canellis wants to shiv him. Did you hear? Did you tell him? Listen, Tomasulo was saying great things about me on GN. It's like the Hatfield and McCoy's Fox and GN, and people are blowing me up. Is it okay that Pat Tomasulo is saying that he wants a tag team with you? <laughs> I love Pat. Yeah, no, I'm going to go great. meet him today for coffee. Oh, the man. He's, yeah. uh, he's awesome. Maybe the most talented guy in our business. That's he awesome. Is very funny. Yeah. Pat is hilarious. And when I go through some stuff and Pat will text me some stuff to get me smiling because I have you know OCD, depression, anxiety. Yeah. I'm very open about that. Um, you know, I get ketamine treatments over at uh, uh, Chicago IV Solutions, and, and it helps tremendous with uh, that. And Pat will text me every once in a while. He goes, you back? Are you okay now? And he'll just, like, kind of give me the most perfect text at the right time with humor, and that'll kind of give me, like, a slap in the face. And I'm like, I love this guy. Well, good. It, you know, when you can bring humor into something that's a tough spot, Absolutely. and you can get that person to laugh, that's amazing. And Pat can do that. Lou so. texts me uh, pictures of him in Speedos. That could brighten my day. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, Lou looks good, man. I'm he saying, does. you know. It's like a weightlifter. Well, you're in luck because he's taking his shirt off now. <laughs> That's it, Lou. There you go. Thank God there's no cameras. John Vincent, thank you so much. Luke and Nels, thank you. All right. The drive. 
The Sherman and Tingle Show. Mornings on 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's classic rock.